Stay classy, San Diego. The Mets went to San Diego and lost two out of three. And the undefeated July is no more, Figgy. This team reminded us that maybe they're not that good. We head into the All-Star break. Six games under 500. Ugh. Some good, some bad, some ugly, definitely during this trip. But more so than anything, there's a silver lining to look forward to for the second half. A couple of All-Stars. Kode Senga being named to the All-Star team. A couple of injuries to worry about with Tommy Pham being one of them. But reinforcements are coming. We got Quintana in the second half. And hopefully with more of what we saw early in July. Max Scherzer sucks. <laughs> Should the Mets trade him? The guy has flopped in all of his big starts for the Mets. And we debate whether the Mets should be fielding offers for the future Hall of Famer. We grade the first half of the season. Look ahead to the second half. Is there hope that the Mets can go on a miracle run to the playoffs? It's all coming up next on an all-star, good God, we need a break edition of Amazing But True from the New York Post. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Yo, Mets take the field. So amazing, amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks, it's out of here. We got you. Welcome back to Amazing but True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I am your host Jake Brown, alongside my co-host, former Mets pitcher Nelson Figueroa. No, Ron Darling. It's not Moose and Figgy, the new show, as you said on the broadcast today. He does have a podcast. He said be a good podcast. Well, he's got one. It's with another guy who's a little chubby. It's me. All right, Moose. I was thinking of what would he call me? Goose? Because I got like a goose neck. Like, I don't I couldn't think of juice, juice and figgy. Um, Jews and figgy. It is, I am Jewish. Oh, there it is. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what, what do I even say at this point? I mean, this team just the whatever the Spanish word that I already forgot was for tease. They teased us a six game win streak. Six days in the desert in San Diego. And then Saturday and Sunday, the Mets reminded us that they are not a good baseball team. And listen, there are 72 games left in this season, Figgy, but time is running short for a team that is now 42 and 48 going into the all-star break. We will not have a show on Thursday because I need four days in flushing, four days in Astoria without baseball. Two out of three, they lose to San Diego. All that positive mojo. Friday, too, was a great game. Good back and forth game. Extra innings, Mets find a way to win. You're feeling incredible. Saturday, I didn't even go out because I wanted to watch the game. I was like, I got to watch, and they're taken away from my social life. And Max Scherzer is taking $43 million and stealing it. They need a camera on the mound to watch him from stealing the money. He's stealing from Stevie. 
Stealing Stevie. Stealing Scherzer. Stealing Stevie. 43 million and ERA over four. It's got to start with Max. He gave up five runs, two homers to Machado. Max Scherzer in big games, Figgy, for this team has continued to crumble and has been wildly disappointing in his Mets tenure. And before the trade deadline comes, you got to be fielding calls from all teams and seeing what you can get for him. Not saying you should trade him, but there's no reason that you shouldn't be answering calls and maybe selling on Max Scherzer at this point. Yeah, and one of the biggest blows to today, of course, is Tommy Pham going out with the groin injury because as hot as he was playing and as well as he was playing, if you were in selling mode, he was a guy that you could sell to a a team with playoff aspirations. Not saying that this team doesn't have playoff aspirations or that they still can't make the playoffs. They just continue to make it harder and harder on themselves. The six wins in a row by no means were a fluke, uh, but timely hitting is a huge thing. Alvarez just going off absolutely going off and you know he he sparked this team we kept saying all about the baby Mets and that died down very quickly as they sent Vientos to the minor leagues Beatty wound up struggling a little bit before they you know sent Escobar to Anaheim and Alvarez of course was relegated to bench duty because Navarez uh, came back and he was the starter so once uh, he got going a little bit and they needed that bat in the lineup that baby Met has been you know a, a definitely a, a game changer for this team and they win six in a row. They win six out of the eight uh, going down the stretch. So I look at the glass half full still, you know, it's a disappointment the way that it ended Scherzer's performances are continuing to be instead of must see TV, uh, extremely lackluster. Uh, his slider has gotten annihilated all year long. Um, and he has complained about the balls not feeling right. And everybody's struggling with sliders. They're not sliding. Then stop throwing the damn slider, dude. Stop throwing the slider in big moments. You throw a nasty changeup, a two-pitch combination, tunneling a fastball and changeup. He's done it for years and years and years, and sometimes he forgets about that. And he wants to go to this slider, and it, whether it's just to show guys that he can throw a slider, but guys like Manny Machado don't miss hanging sliders. All right, that was the first home run. The second home run was a 3-0 fastball. And what did he do? He does what he always does. He doesn't want to walk anybody. So on a 3-0 count, he throws a fastball down the middle. And inexplicably, when you know this guy's free swinging, he's on time and hits another home run. So his day was ruined by two home runs, five RBIs of Manny Machado. He's got to be better than that. I expect more mentally out of him than that. I want the competitor, the guy that's out there giving his all, sweating profusely. Not the guy that every time you see a home run get hit off him, he takes off his hat and he rubs his hair and his hair is all over the place and he just looks like a mess. Like he's, you know, hanging on and uh, against the ropes in the eighth round of a championship fight. I need the Max Scherzer who, remember that Max Scherzer that was so pissed off that the Mets made the playoffs over the Nationals that he went out there and punched out, what was it, 19 or 20 against the Mets in City Field? That Max Scherzer, that's the guy that you thought you were getting. And we That Max Scherzer that is dead and gone like Justin Timberlake featuring T.I. He's dead and gone. He'll be 39 at the end of the month, Figgy. And I don't know anymore because the inconsistency with this guy is off the charts. He had a couple of good starts. He gave up one run, no run, one run, and then it's five, and then it's six. And like those starts I mentioned, Figgy, that game in Atlanta last year, going to the playoffs, you can win the division, rocked, 11 hits, five runs. The playoff game, game one, set the tone, City Fields rocking, seven runs. The Yankee game, Subway Series, six runs. And then today, five runs. 
I mean, yes, the offense had to do more today, obviously, but you can't rely on these guys. And that's why it's hard to like have faith when those two aces are not being aces. And I don't know what you can get for him. 43 million. You'd have to eat a lot of the money. He'll be 39 in July 27th. He's got a 431 ERA. What team in contention is going to take him on, take that money on, give up good prospects? Because listen, I don't want to trade him and just get some low-level prospects and eat all the money because that's robbery. The Mets are just eating money and getting low-level prospects. You got to get good players still in return. But what playoff team, Figgy, is going to give the Mets value the way he's pitching? Because that record is a farce. He does not look 8-3. and three. Yeah, no, that, that and that's one of the big things, right, is that when you see a guy 8-3 and three and his ERA, it, although it's not a 5, it's a 4, and it kind of keeps bouncing back and forth depending on every other start, right? It's a 4-3, and he's making $43 million. Coincidence much? <laughs> but uh, listen, there's, there's going to be a contender, and it might be in the Central, uh, a team, you know, I, I don't know, Cincinnati Reds, how, how they got hot. If they need a starter, you could see somebody. They have a bunch of young talent. And uh, if you pay down the contract a bunch, you might be able to get one of these talented young players away from somebody like Cincinnati who says, you know what? We can ride this uh, Ellie De La Cruz train. He's he's the most exciting thing in baseball. The guy never seems to do anything wrong. But Scherzer, yeah, has to be better. It's, it's beyond the accountability thing, right? We talked about that all the time. I love that he's accountable. I need better than accountable. I, I need a guy who is is – sure of what he's doing out there is his conviction his execution should be on point almost every single time well everybody makes mistakes i get that but a solo shot is different than a three run and a two run home run especially when your team isn't scoring many runs you've got to be better and talk about buzz killington let's call him buck killington a challenge on the first batter one pitch boom challenge that is complete ineptitude by your manager. First off, I still don't think it hit the net. I think Brady caught that, but whatever. You're going to kill the rhythm of a guy who's rhythm Killington. Like he, 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 no one likes to get more killed in a rhythm than Max Scherzer. You see it every time a, a player, a hitter will call a timeout, how much that bugs him. One pitch in, like save that challenge for later when Max might need a breather. He's at the top of his game. He's fine. He hasn't even broke a sweat. And you challenge, and then there were like two plays later in the game, you probably could have used that challenge. I thought that was a complete lack of awareness from Buck. And he, Gary was surprised because he thought it would be a crew, crew chief review. And I agree. I feel like hitting netting should be just an automatic crew chief review. But the fact you use your challenge that early, lose it, have no challenge, already off to a bad start. And then, of course, he gets a hit out of that. And then the home run happens. And then you're already down 3 nothing first inning. And my God, I mean, it almost felt like a getaway day, getaway to the all-star break day. When DJ Stewart is in the lineup, ahead of Francisco Alvarez, DJ Stewart, not DJ Danny Tanner in the full house. I'd rather <laughs> her in the lineup. No offense, he got a hit, but the base is loaded. That swing on a pitch that was in the dirt by Musgrove. Talk about a rally killer. Is there a worse team that when they load the bases with less than two outs have the complete inability to put runs home? Because it is pathetic. Like, the approach has to change. Guys need to maybe choke up a little bit. 
I'll joke and say, but I'm serious that you need a bunt. Start bunting with bases loaded. Starling Marte could have done that the other night when he grounded to yet another double play. My God, how is there no D and P in Starling Marte? I'll find out his middle name and see if there's a D and a P in it. But it is just unbelievable how bad they are in clutch situations, Figgy. And he killed them again. I mean, three nothing, base loaded, one out. And Stewart, I mean, the fact that he's up is just insane. In a game, you really need to win going to the break to get some mojo. And you have Stewart and Guillaume in the lineup. I am so freaking sick of Luis Guillaume in the lineup. I'm sorry. You want to talk about a guy who's defensive specialist? He's been terrible defensively. He made errors the other night. I mean, he is stunk in the field, and he's not good at the plate. Stop with the Luis Guillaume experience. I'm sick and tired of this guy continuing to start three times a week. Enough is enough, Biggie. Yeah, oh, you sound like you're a little uh, heated. This isn't a rant, but I, I guess you're wanting more from the names that are supposed to give more, and you don't want to see more of the guys who are less than, right? Well, Tommy Pham is about to probably go to the IL. He thinks he thinks it's a 10 to 14 day injury. We'll know more Monday after people hear this. If he goes to the IL and Ronnie Mauricio is still not here. And if Danny Mendick is on this roster, I will do an emergency show on Thursday. I will do an emergency podcast and the whole 30 minutes. I will just scream Mendick for 30 minutes on loop. And you can fall asleep. listening to that. Ronnie Mauricio has to be here. If Pham goes to the aisle, he should be here now anyway. But enough with these fringe roster players. You have 15 games left till the trade deadline. 15. You go 11 and 4, that gets you over 500 back in the race. Stop with these fringe guys and let's see what you got with the kids. Because Alvarez, like you said, you've seen the spark he's provided. Beatty, not as much. So Beatty has been underwhelming. But let's see Mauricio for, for 15 games before the trade deadline and see if they could, you know, make a decision based off that. Who would have thought I'd be clamoring today for Vogelbeck? <laughs> Vogelbeck, then Stewart in there. Vogelbeck's been hitting. The one time you sit him, you put Stewart in. Come on, Buck. So now that we've gotten that out the way, I went and did some quick research so, to take the pressure off our boys. Nobody out, bases loaded on the season. Before today's game, the team was batting 071. They've had 14, uh, 15 plate appearances uh, doing it. One walk, of course, so that means 14 at-bats. They've only one gotten 14, right? one hit. Yeah, and it was a grand slam. One hit, it was a grand slam. The That's Alonso, all they've yeah. done. So that was bases loaded, nobody out, 071. Bases loaded with one out, 214 that they're batting. Again, one home run, six hits total on the season with bases loaded with one out. Bases loaded in two outs, 333. These guys. They they come through in the clutch with the uh, 333 batting average, but it's getting to those two outs where you get those big moments that kills a rally. We've seen it time and time again. Those two guys strike out with bases loaded. When you think, oh, my God, this is the inning. We score at least two and left and uh, deflated. Yeah, it's 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 a problem. It's a big problem. And what that leads to is our next thing, right? Who if Buck isn't going to go and he's got the blessing already from the ownership, Epler's not going to go. Is something going to change? Well, listen, the Yankees just fired their hitting coach. So you, your options, if you're going to do that, it's do you fire Eric Chavez for some lack of offense or do you fire Jeremy Hefner, the pitching coach who the Mets love? But, you know, Hart's brought this up and it, it is interesting. Their first innings have been terrible. Their first innings have been terrible, and it happened again. 
you blame it on the pitchers, but Billy Upler had brought up about we're working with our guys on pitch sequencing and whatever big words he used. I haven't seen much of a difference. Yeah, the starters look good in the six-game win streak. They were better, although Scherzer still gave up four runs in one of those wins. But the starting pitching has been underwhelming. And I don't know if firing Jeremy Hefner will make a huge difference as the Mets have been outscored 65 to 26 in the first inning this season. That's a telltale sign of a team six games under 500. I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but like you said, if Buck's not going, if Chavez isn't the guy, is Hefner the guy? The question is, are you, do you have an in-house guy you'll put in that spot to replace him? And do you want to make that kind of shift here with 72 games left? What do you think? Are you on team fire one of those guys, or do you just ride it out? I think you're going to have to ride it out all the way around. They'll make changes in the offseason. You know, Hafner, they like a lot. He has done some good things. There's other things that are lackluster that we've seen. First inning is usually about preparation before the game, how you warm up, how you prepare, how you're ready to execute your game plan, and what happens if you get punched in the mouth early. How do you make sure that you give up? minimal damage you know you try to give up a no crooked number so a one in and you can handle that let's bounce back from giving up one run but you can't give up three runs every time and put the offense now on its heels having to do all the work the first inning of the worst era by far 5.66 on the season innings one through three 4.79 innings four through six 4.67 innings seven through nine 3.49 the 3.49 of course is what we thought they would be more like top to bottom, uh, especially top where you had the two aces and uh, the other guys coming back um, or coming in. Um, The only real bright spot for the starting rotation is a guy that you've had to kind of move mountains for to make sure he gets his rest and gets his, his time uh, needed in between starts, but it's been Kodai Senga. And, you know, he winds up making the all-star team. So that's, again, one of the good things. He makes the all-star team. Um, He's done – I think he's been as advertised. Um, Other than this, you know, where they had to make a decision about giving him the six days off from the beginning, and they never really did it or considered it until now. And it's it's palpable. You see it when he's out there. You see when he's on less than six, uh, five days rest. It almost looks like he's going through the motions. His stuff doesn't have good life. He's not throwing the ball hard. This last start that we saw from him, he was letting the ball go with everything he had. He hit 99 after pitch 99. He's the been game. the ace. I mean, Scherzer's 4-3-1 and Verlander's 3-6. Senga's 3-3-3. I mean, yep. Kode Senga has been the Mets' ace, deserves an all-star spot. And we like, yeah, the rest thing, three, three, one is ERA is. Yeah, the rest thing is annoying, but he's been the Mets ace this season. So you can't complain about his first half. No, no, he's been he's been fantastic. And I think he's learned. He's made adjustments. He's worked on this cutter, um, using it a lot more. He's the ghost fork ball, of course, when it's on is unhittable. Um, the velocity is there when when he needs to reach back and give get a little bit more. And he knows how to pitch. So he's been a, a pleasant, not say surprise, but the expectations were very, very high. And, and of course, when you have high expectations, you usually have disappointments. I think we're learning that this season. While they were streaking and you felt really good about this team, the starters were going deep. You didn't have to see much of the lesser thans. And then you got the ball to Adovino and Robertson. Those guys, again, this break comes at the right time for them. A much needed rest um, and recharge. Now, if the Mets had finished, say they went, they won eight in a row and the break comes anyway, you, it kills your momentum, right? Yeah, I was going to so say, they, if they had won even Sunday, if they had seven out of eight, you would be like, I don't want to break right now. I want to keep right. going. 
So you lose, you're, you're going to lose a little bit of the momentum, right? You come back from that. And now you're put in that position of, can we really make a run at this? Do we sell or do we buy? And I think the closer you got to 500, which is still attainable, the closer you get to 500, the more you think they would buy because you're still just a couple of winning streaks away from really putting the push and getting into it uh, wholeheartedly. So I think they still will be buyers if this team can get to 500 and come back like they did in the beginning of July and continue that where they were doing two of the three things right that win ball games. We saw some sloppy play too. Like even Lindor uh, wasn't as shorthanded on Saturday night. You know, Sunday, today, uh, you, you look around and the game got away from them. And like you said, it seemed like a getaway day. And it was where it just they kind of mailed it in. Uh, disappointingly, uh, you wanted to see them, of course, go seven and one. They didn't. But I think there's still good vibes around other than for Jake Brown and uh, him wanting to sell Max Scherzer for a, a, uh, was it Dunkaroos? <laughs> well, Dunkaroos are more easily attainable now. At the time, they were rare when I did say that a couple of years ago about Diaz. And I've apologized for saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but listen, I, I think you have to get value. If you're going to get mid-level guys, I'm not going to do it. The issue, like, I don't know. You have to answer calls, and that'll be if they're sellers. Like he said, he said, if Steve decides to sell, sell we'll talk then. For now, it's clickbait. Well, every game, I have to pitch better. I have to pitch better. Pitch better! Stop stinking! In big moments! Atlanta! Playoffs, Subway Series. If you want to consider that a big moment, listen, it's a sellout crowd. It it's is. big here. It's a it's a big game. That's three. And today, going to the break. I mean, DJ Stewart. He's a career two thirteen hitter. All of his years in Baltimore. Wonder where the relationship was. What the buck is what I have to say about what we just witnessed in the first half for a team that hadn't lost its fortieth game to late August. In 2022, who are these Mets? They've had 11 total days that reeled us in. The five days in Flushing in May and the six West Coast days in June. Mixed with two at City Field. Or it's July, excuse me. July, yeah. Not not June. Let's not talk about June. Six, yeah, J- June is... June, June is why I've been on the toilet a lot lately, I think. <laughs> it's because of the month of June. Maybe it's the Chipotle. But it's 6 in July, 5 in May. That's all we've had. We've had 11, 11th heaven. And there's no Jessica Beale. It's just 11th heaven. That's it. What was the show? 7th heaven? 7th heaven, yeah. Well, we didn't get 7th heaven Saturday with, with the 7th win in a row, unfortunately. But there's been 11 days that have made us feel like the 2022 Mets. Outside of that, and I said this on SNY Head, I did. I, I said I give him a D. I give him a D because you're getting some good stuff from Alvarez, from the youth a little bit. You're seeing good stuff from Sanga, from Robertson, but... You know, I didn't go total F, but this first half is a D, Figgy. What's your grade here for the 2023 Mets in the first half? Uh, mine is a C minus. I think um, there's there's a couple of guys who have stepped it up. Francisco Lindor over the past um, a month nearly since his daughter's been born has been a much better hitter, uh, especially from the left side. You know, it was disgusting what he was doing from the left side. The right side was carrying him with any kind of batting average. And he was, uh, you know, 
showed power numbers and he showed production with the RBIs. Kind of surprising that he wasn't even thought of for the replacing Dansby Swanson. I'd rather but, not. Just get the rest. Get all. I'm already mad that Sang is going because you know it's going to affect them pitching against the Dodgers because they're going to say, oh, he pitched an inning on Tuesday. Let's give him an extra five days. I think he's going to do it like bullpen style. That's what we normally do. But it, like I, we seen him do it during the season. He's kind of not going to go all the way. But it's an all-star game, so maybe, you know, he airs it out. We'll see. It's one inning. It's It might be one batter. You know, they might do it that way so that they don't overextend them. Um, but, you know, watching, looking up and down the lineup, some guys starting to wake up. Some guys starting to hit better during the streak. You got Mark Canna batting 300, Francisco Lindor 393, Alvarez 423 with uh, five home runs. Uh, nine RBIs, just really going to town. And, you know, Pete Alonso, there's there's definitely something going on with Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is starting to look, and, you know, you hear fans say this and you hear this, he's, he's becoming more and more like Dave Kingman. You can't bat 215 and, and be an all-star. Oh, wait, you can because of the power number, the home run numbers that he's putting up. I get it, but this isn't the kind of hitter that we thought we had all season long Right. And in the beginning of the season, we're like, man, he's going to be that 270 hitter that we like uh, hitting balls the other way, coming through in the clutch. And we're seeing less and less of that. Yes, he's hitting home runs. Yes, he's you know driving in runs. But man, it, it, I I can't put my finger on it. He batted 160 during that stretch. You know, he had the two home runs and six RBIs. But he's 147 it, since June 18th, front since when he returned from that injury, which we still think he probably came back too soon. I forget if it was Ron or someone else, but they said. Maybe the Derby will wake him up. Might have been Eduardo. I forgot who said it on a broadcast. Mm-hmm. But they said, do you think that's a possibility? Like, will the Derby wake up his swing with being in the All-Star game? Because I just think he's mentally taxed, and I'd rather him sit the four days. But obviously, you know, the problem is the the Derby's been Pete's, Pete's World Series. Like, it's almost like that's his big moment, and then the Mets will be golfing in October. Like, that's what I'm worried about, but let's hope this springboards him. Is there a shot that maybe hitting 25 homers against his middle school pitching coach or whoever the hell's throwing him will help him? Listen, what if his middle school coach like punches him out and gets him out <laughs> and get puts him in a slump? Then what do we do? No, I think you know this is this is what Pete lives for. Uh, um, you know, big moments and having a chance to do this, representing the Mets in their All Star game as well. I think he's going to. Can it do it? It's a home run derby, bro. But at the same time, it, it's a chance for him to kind of stick his chest out and show who he is and what he's capable of doing to people out in Seattle. Um, I, I I just think seeing how he's looked and not looking 100% himself, I, I get it. The guy is going to go out there at 70 80%, but we're not seeing the best of him. Home run derby doesn't matter um, when it comes to that because he's going to be taking nice, easy swings and he's got enough power to hit it out. Yeah, so I think just being there, I think the ambiance, you come back and you know, you 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 gain you gain a little bit. You like talking to some of the other players, you like getting some insight from some of the veteran guys around. So the, the whole experience is very, very cool. Hopefully he comes back uh, again, rejuvenated. Uh, you think there's a day off that he'll get after the all-star game, and then let's hit the second half running. But I think more than anything, this team has a little bit more confidence because you try to look at the silver lining, right? We haven't had a silver lining in all of June. What what was our silver lining in June? So July, at least you can say, hey, you know what? They figured a few things out. Like uh, I think what was Scherzer's quote? Remember that? You run the bases, right? You pitch well, you hit well, and you win ball games. It's very simple. It's a simple formula. You talked about playing against 
got teams over 500. Yeah, well, so what? You got to go out there and win every single ball game or have that mindset. And so I think the second half comes at a time, you know, where I'm almost better for me that they didn't just have that winning streak all the way out and that they, you know, realize they're not as good as they thought they were. You know what I'm saying? And so they can, you know, go back to work and realize that we got to continue to play and do things right to win ball games. And Alvarez has a chance, you know, to to break a records, uh, you know, rookie catcher records, all those different things, which is fantastic. But at the same time, we got to watch out with him with, you know, the showboating, the running bases backwards, the doing cartwheels as he's running the bases. That's got to get, you know, tampered down and and or else you're going to see more and more guys getting hit. Did I hear some profanity there? He was fired up about showboating. It's not so big. Uh, it's just it's just, you know, I, I get it. It's big. Well, it is because, listen, he got hit again. So it's like to add insult to injury, the end of the game night thing. I know that one wasn't intentional, but like. Yeah. I'm like, are you got to be kidding me? We're going to go into the all-star <laughs> break losing the guy who's been carrying the team in a meaningless inning in a 6-2 game. You have to be joking. Thank God he wasn't hurt, though. But I I, I understand. Like, he's young, and I think he'll learn. But uh, maybe less of the, you know, Jimmy Pearsall was the guy who ran. My uncle, every time I see him, he, he tells me this. I'm like, you told me this 50 times, <laughs> that Jimmy Pearsall ran the bases backwards on a home run back in his day. Growing is a little, little tight. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, Amazing But True podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Amazing But True, at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy NY. Andrew Hartz and Nick Guzman are with us as we say goodnight to the first half of the season and looking ahead to the second half, the Mets will play the Dodgers next weekend, Friday through Sunday at city field. And man, if they had won Sunday, I thought there would have been a little more juice next weekend, you know, seven out of eight, you know, you're, you're six, six and a half out. You're you know, things are somewhat interesting here. And then the white Sox come to town, winnable games. They get the Mets basketball Jersey night. Here it is. You got 72 games left 28 against teams below 500. You can't even, you got to just, Win. It doesn't matter who you're playing at this point. You're playing a lot of good teams. There's a couple things you need to do. One, pitch better, do better, win. Yes. Two, call Ronnie Mauricio up this week. Start the second half with a youth exuberance going into Friday. That'll also sell you a few tickets. You're going to have Los Angeles Dodger fans take over the building at City Field. You know that. Call Mauricio up. Start the second half. See the next 15 games before that trade deadline what you have in this kid. Because if he's not a piece that's getting traded, see what you got. Stop playing DJ Stewart. Stop playing these guys. Unfortunately, Stewart's going to stay here now because if Tommy Pham ends up on the IL, we'll see what the extent of the Pham is injury. So let's see Mauricio up here. 
and just fix your approach. There are so many balls out of the strikes on this team was swinging at. It looks like an entirely different offense than last year that was consistently working three ball, three and two, three and one, three and oh. They had three balls on a lot of guys. And this year, it feels like the, the, yeah, there's an, an extra an extra testicle on a lot of guys. <laughs> this year, it feels like they're down 0-2, 1-2, and every pitch is out of the zone. It's the Starling Marte approach, swinging everything. The approach has got to change. And I don't know if, the, if that's firing a coach, but that has to change here in the second half. We have to – because th- there's no question, Figgy, that the talent is there. McNeil's a batting champion. Alonzo's an all-star. Marte's an all-star. Nimmo's an all like these are great players who are just not playing great. So it's easy to just say play better, but I think the approach has to change. And maybe this mental four-day break here for the team will do that. But it ain't gonna be easy. You got 15 games after this before the deadline. Three Dodgers, three White Sox, three Red Sox, two Yankees, and then four Nationals. And then it's the deadline. So August 1st, when you have a series in Kansas City against the Royals. It's either going to look like a whole different Mets team or maybe it's an improved team, a team over 500 that's going for it. We'll close it out with this, going to the second half. What needs to change, and do you have hope here, Figgy, that things will change and that this team could go on this dramatic 30-for-30 ESPN Mets playoff run? I love when things are hard in the beginning of the season and you have to go through the ups and downs and you have to figure out what you have because it's not supposed to be that easy. Like If you're the Braves and you're clicking on all cylinders and you're 50 games above 500, yeah, that's got to be fun, right? But at some point, you got to face adversity. And would you rather face adversity in that first round of the playoffs and all of a sudden you get ousted? And we saw that last year, right, with two teams that uh, played so well, get in, and then they were ousted before they even knew it. That's something that's very disappointing. The Yankees are, you know, those guys as well. They they. They hit for home runs. They lead the league in home runs, and they get to the playoffs. And all of a sudden, if they're not hitting home runs, they can't win ball games. So those are the kinds of things that the storylines that you always see. And with the Mets, there was a lot of expectations on them, right from the very beginning. World Series are bust. You know, money's no object. All those different things. But I'm on record. I said I I told you guys heed my warning. I've seen this before. Billy Epler has had an open checkbook before. He was in Anaheim for five years, and they won nothing with two of the best players on the planet. Past that, name anybody that has put on an Angels uniform that was a starting pitcher, reliever, closer that you know of or heard of or or were like, wow, this guy really developed under their system. Never seen it. So now when you hear them talking about, oh, we're working on pitch design midseason. We're working on changing people's mechanics for a guy like Justin Verlander, who's had his pitching mechanics since he was 18 years old. There's no way that you can continue to do this. And I get it. You want to create more spin rate. You want to do all these wonderful things. You have to play the game and focus on the game. Getting a guy out. I, I used to laugh. I would rather throw a one-pitch ground ball sinker than a seven-pitch strikeout, right? But that's not today's game. Today's game is I got to punch everybody out because I know I'm going to be out of the game regardless in five innings. So I'm going to get to 100 pitches, damn it, but I'm going to get my seven, eight strikeouts. I need to see more of the pitch to contact, go deeper into ball games, give the ball from the starters that are getting paid those bucks to the relievers that are supposed to lock the game down, those back three uh, of Rayleigh, Adovino, and Robertson. 
again, if you're going to be a contender, if you're going to buy, you need another arm. You need somebody else that's going to be able to help finish out games. As far as the hitters, they've come around in this little stretch. I need them to see. I need to see more of this. I need to see more of the the hitting of Francisco Lindor. I need Beatty to continue his development. I need McNeil to hit more like a batting champion. Um, Marte to not look so lost sometimes, you know, um, and Nimmo to be that guy that gets on almost nonstop on base percentage was his thing. And he's got to be better. Everybody's got to be a little bit. I think that's our rally cry for the second half. Don't make our lives miserable this summer. <laughs> like I'm going to enjoy this four day break and then resume normal depression on Friday when the Mets return home and find myself like the walking dead, just strolling in a city field on Friday, get a vodka soda, splash a crayon, maybe finding a lobster roll, finding one, huh? And and watching this team depress me, but make it a fun summer. Make it fun. Do it for the kids. The kids are off from school, Mets. You really going to go down without a fight? Show me what you did in those six days. Those are the Mets we know and love. Our mental health was never better than those six days and those five days in May. Those were 11 of the greatest days of the year, in my opinion. But we need more than 11 days. In fact, we need a lot more than 11 days. We need this team to get to probably 88 wins. That's going to take a 46 and 26 second half to put you in the running. Do you have it in you or do you not? Now's the time to show your cojones. And Buck, now's your time to show you're a good manager. Because so far this season, you've sucked. We'll close out this episode of Amazing But True next. I just need to pitch better. Um, you know, I, I, I got I to pitch better. There's no other option here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Figgy. Jose Quintana will also be back as well. We didn't mention after the All-Star break. And, and let's see what he's got. David Peterson wasn't terrible Saturday, but Quintana's going to replace him. I wouldn't go with a six-man rotation. Like, you, you got to have your best starters out there. And if Quintana sucks, then Peterson replaces him. You got to give Quintana a shot. You gave this guy a two-year, $26 million. We got to see what you have in this guy. He's coming off his best year of his career, sub-three ERA. He would be the Mets ace with his numbers from last year. So don't worry about what exact stats he put up in rehab outings. Just worry about the pitches that he got there. He made through four innings, five innings. And let's see what you got in him. So he'll be back at some point. I would assume in that White Sox series. I don't think he'll pitch in the Dodgers series, probably – the White Sox series, he'll throw a simulated game and then he'll be back at some point, make his 
debut. That closes up shop here, and there won't be an episode Thursday, but that closes episode 161 of Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out and a thank you to Nick Guzman and Andrew Hartz for producing the show, not to Jake because he didn't produce the show. You got way too much help, bro. You got two guys that help you? He got two! He got two! (laughs) Make sure you... Stop, look, and listen. Sign up for the Amazing But True podcast, because since you're listening to it, you should sign up for it. Sign up. What is, a, what is this, a newsletter? Signing up? Subscribe, like, comment. Not Stitcher, though. Stitcher's gone, right? How has it been four years? Like, I, I go to bed having nightmares. To subscribe to Amazing But True on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a podcast. That's all you got to say is wherever you get your podcast from. And they're already listening to the YouTube page. All that Amazing But True playlist. Make sure you give it a thumbs up and tell us how you're feeling about the Mets right now. Pretty crappy about the New York Mets right now. Let us know in the comments. That's all at the top. See? I'm a crazy man. I'm a deranged man. You are. You need some help, bro. I don't know. We added to the sound portal. I'm actually, I did get a a Manny Petty today. I will get a massage this week. I am full on spa Jake week without med- mental baby. mental health Jake mental health week mental health 96 hours don't wow. think about the Mets this week after you listen and watch the show which you should do that first before you stop thinking and about them watch listen do both you know shout out to you know my buddy summer she she actually she texted me that I was she was watching while having it on Apple so she was d- multitasking that's the click listenership and watchership that we like to see so do both. Do it just for fun. You go mute one if you want, but they are different. The video form, you get a lot longer and more ridiculous things than you do on the audio. So check both of those out. We will not be here Thursday. Again, we're taking a break, and then we'll be back next Monday after the series against the Dodgers. So we hope you enjoy Pete Alonso and the Home Run Derby. To be honest, I might not even watch it. We hope you enjoy the All-Star Game with Sanka and Alonzo. To be honest, I might not watch it. And enjoy the break and, you know, go out, touch some grass, go out, have a drink, go out on a date, go take your loved one to a nice steak dinner, go see a movie, go see a Broadway show, go enjoy what the greatest city in the world has to offer. Go do it up. Go watch Figgy on Pix 11 at 7 p.m. weekdays with Mark Malusa's Moose and Figgy, Ron Darling stream podcast. Go, go watch that. <laughs> but just avoid thinking about that. And thanks, everybody, for supporting the Amazing But True podcast this first half. We hope you join us for the second half. If you don't, we understand. (laughs) But let's hope they turn it around and hope you are part of the show. They go into the second half. We'll close it like we always do because, boy, they need 45-plus wins, and they need it now with the 3-2-1. Let's go. Let's go, Mets. Just win, baby.